it's so rare for me to go through a full design process when I'm doing something for myself. And I don't know why, because like that process is a process for a reason. Like that's how we get the best results. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. Today, I want to kick off the show by reading out uh, a message we got from a listener. They say, hi, Charlie and Femke. I have a question about showing old client projects in a portfolio. I've redesigned some websites for clients two years ago, but did not write case studies for them, nor document the design process. Side note, I have been there. Then they go on to say, the current designs on the website look very different now because they've made changes. Uh, Should I go back and write up case studies for these websites or maybe use some old screenshots or should I take them off my portfolio completely? This is a good question. And it brought up for me um, the topic of updating your portfolio and keeping it up to date because that's something that I have not done. Um, I think it has been about four years since I last updated my (laughs) official portfolio. So that's that's a lot of that's like half my career's worth of work yeah. has not gone in a portfolio. Yep. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about this process of updating a portfolio, and um, we've got some great advice to share from people in our community about how to keep it updated. I think it's going to be a good topic. First, fam, how has your week been? How's life? I have had a pretty good week actually. I was in San Francisco last week which was fun. I was there for a workshop for work and I also managed to attend Figma's config conference while I was there. I'm so jealous. It was really, really fun. It kind of just felt like one big design meetup. I don't know. It was so cool to have like so many designers in one place and so many designers that I recognize or maybe have had like brief conversations with online and finally getting to meet them in real life that's always really exciting so yeah it was a lovely sunny day in California and I had a really really great time so it was a busy week it was very quick I was only there for three days uh so it was a bit of a whirlwind but it was really really fun that is a very fast trip, but I guess now since you're going to California from Toronto, it's much less of a journey than coming from Amsterdam, yes, so you can do that kind of sure. thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about you? How are you? Good. We I went on a family holiday. That's what I've been up to. Um, Fun. For a very early birthday like treat, I suppose, because I'm not going to be here with my family for my actual birthday. Uh, my mum and my sister arranged this trip. And it was a surprise. Um, it turned out that we all went to Taupo and we stayed by the lake in this beautiful house. Uh, and it was all of us there. And we haven't all been together since Christmas 2017. So that oh was really gosh. nice. To, so special. Yeah, be all in one place, hanging out, did some paddleboarding, swimming in the lake. Fun. You know, all that fun stuff. How do you feel about surprises like that? I know some people love them, some people hate them. I like that kind of surprise where it's kind of more of a mystery than a surprise. Like it wasn't like, surprise, we're going on a trip, pack your bag, we're leaving in two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'd do well with that. But I love like mysteries and finding things out at the last moment kind of thing. Um, Just a side note, like this is not at all related, we're going off on a tangent, but... Uh, whenever we like me and Mark my partner Mark will watch a movie he'll pick the movie and I won't know what it is until the movie starts playing and I like you know I see the title on the screen essentially and I really enjoy that I like not 
having to make that decision and I like being surprised by like, oh, cool, yeah, this this sounded like a good movie. I'm happy we're watching it. This sounds like a great idea. I think I need to bring this in to like avoid conflict between Owen and I of like Ooh. arguing which movie we should watch and then we spend like an hour trying to decide together <laughs> what to watch yep. before we watch anything. Yeah, it works really well for us. Sometimes Mark will be like, what kind of movie do you want? And I'm like, mm, a comedy. And then he'll just pick out a comedy and that's what nice. we're watching that night. <laughs> that's great. Anyway, should we get back to the topic at hand? <laughs> yes. Okay. So four years since you last updated your portfolio. Yep. I will also admit that it's been a while for me too. I did update my portfolio two and a half years ago. So when I was applying for jobs and I got this job that I have now. But since then, since I got this job, I've actually changed my portfolio website. Uh, I changed it maybe two years ago. So about six months into getting the job and I removed all of the work from it. So mm -hmm. I probably, yeah, last updated it about two years ago, but now I don't have any work at all on my portfolio. No visuals, no case studies, no pictures or images of designs that I've done. It's purely content basically. Uh, so, so one could argue that it is not a portfolio, but rather just a website. Correcto. At this point. <laughs> yes. So I will be very upfront and admit that like, to be honest, I don't really have a portfolio right now. It's more of just a website because I don't have any work on it. Um, so curious to hear from you. It's been four years. Tell us a little bit about that story and when you last updated it and why. Yes. So I think um, as has been a common theme as uh, in the people who have replied to our tweet about this, we asked like if anyone else had, had this experience about being a woefully out of date portfolio. And we asked the same thing in our community. A lot of people said that the only time they do get around to updating it is when they're applying for a new job. That seems to be the common trend. It makes sense. Why would you put in work for something like when you're not getting anything out of it in particular? Yep. <laughs> it makes sense that we do this when we're looking for a new job. So the last time I would have consciously updated my portfolio was probably actually around four and a half years ago now that I'm thinking about it, when I started my last in-house job in London. Uh, because when I joined ConvertKit, I, I've told the story before, but it was because we met Nathan, the CEO, at a conference and we started talking. Um, and I didn't have a portfolio updated at the time. Um, all I did was show him my portfolio, which was only like maybe a year out of date at that stage. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just sent him a, a couple of links to recent websites that I'd designed uh, at my new job. So I didn't update my portfolio to get this job I'm in now, which is why it's been so long since I updated my portfolio. And like you, I decided when I came around to redesigning my site, which, gosh, maybe that was about two years ago now. Um, oh, dear. I really need to get on finishing that. <laughs> I, I decided when I did that to take off all my work as well. Uh, I was like, fresh slate, let's, you know, start clean. Um, I started with just one page and then now I've got a blog section on there as well, as well as my online store. And for some reason, the portfolio has just been the, the least priority on my list. But now it's something I want to work on. I want to be sharing my work, not, not necessarily for getting a new job, but more for my reputation as a designer right. and to keep a log of... Um, like where I'm at at this point in time, these are the projects that I'm, I'm really proud of, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I want to avoid the burden, I guess, that like when in due time, you know, I might be looking for another job to not have to like suddenly, you know, cr write all these case studies and like remark on projects from years ago and try and dig all of that up. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
I definitely don't lead by example, but like ideally it's something that you're updating like frequently, right? On the go. I have not been doing that. So I'm a very, very bad example of this. But now that I've been in this job for two and a half years and I've got a few projects under my belt, I'm like, okay, I should start like actively documenting some of this and putting it up on my portfolio. And similar to what you said, Charlie, about like reputation, I feel kind of similar in that like I give a lot of advice on how to structure portfolios. I review a lot of portfolios. I teach a lot about how to write case studies. And I am aware that I'm not really walking the talk because I don't have my own (laughs) case studies up on my website. So I'm very, very consciously aware of that and would like to kind of lead more by example by having these case studies up, having these projects, having a proper portfolio up um, so that, you know, I, I know what I'm talking about. It gives a little bit more credit when I'm talking about this topic. Totally. And I I feel the same way. That's also why I really want to get mine finished. I've had a few comments from people on some of my portfolio review videos being like, but I can't even find your portfolio. And I'm like, yep, that's because there's not one right now. (laughs) So yeah, we got to work on that. (laughs) You mentioned earlier that like the portfolio part of your website just hasn't been a priority for you. Why do you think that is? I think it's because I've been so settled in my current job and Mm. that is usually our view, right, of what a portfolio is. And I think that if we, and I'm talking about us two talking right here as well as everyone else in that thread who commented saying they only really update it when they get a new, want to get a new job. If we are going to like decrease this burden on ourselves, what we have to do is think of our portfolios more as a um, constantly updated log of our achievements and our like projects that we're proud of maybe you use it to get a new job maybe you use it to um get to speak at a conference maybe it's for a freelance client maybe i don't know you know a ment someone's seeking a mentor and they find your work and uh, it adds this extra layer of trust to you as a designer and your reputation Uh, So that's the attitude I'm trying to take towards it now. But previously I didn't have that. um, And so that's why I didn't prioritize making a portfolio. Yeah, it seems like from a lot of the tweets and and the messages we got in the community that like time is kind of the biggest barrier to this. So, you know, having and putting in the time to update your portfolio, keep it maintained, plan it out, you know, prepare all of the visuals, document everything, write the case study. It does take a lot of time to do that really, really well. And I don't know, I I haven't actually given any thought as to how on earth I'm going to make time to do this because I don't, I'm not underestimating it. I know it's going to be quite an effort. Uh, so I don't know if you have any advice on like how to sort of set time aside for this. And do you recommend waiting until a project's completed to kind of you know, reflect back and write the case study or writing it as you go, documenting things as you go, making that paper trail and collection to make it easier at the end. I don't know. Have, have you had any success with like different techniques? Um, no, because I've not tried any of them. I'm just going to be <laughs> honest. Um, I, I'm in the same situation as the, the original email that I read out at the start of this, this show where they're coming around to doing their portfolio and some of the work they want to include is like two years old. I have some work that I'm like, if I don't want my portfolio to be only work at ConvertKit, I'm going to have to look back like past over three years to projects edited at other places. And I'm still in two minds about if I do want to include that or not, because I do think your portfolio should be your best work that you're most proud of. And for me, that happens to be the most recent stuff. But thinking about this, I am going to have to go back and 
decide what to do about that. And I don't want to uh, go back and do some like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't want to do like I did at university and do some fake uh, wireframes or whatever, like to, to build and fill in the space between starting and getting to the end point. I don't think that's yep. worth it at all. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> yep, exactly. I think ideally you'd take notes as you go. We had, I think it was Kevin in the community said that, um, What's been helping him has been using Notion as his portfolio, actually. You know, mm. the, like, note-taking kind of app. Um, uh, and so while talking to clients, he'll share, like, a Notion thing where he's written up a case study-like thing with some screenshots. And I think this is honestly key, not necessarily using Notion, but taking the pressure off ourselves. I think that as designers, we we have very high expectations of our own portfolios, and we way overthink them, for sure. Like, that's definite. We don't need to think as hard about our portfolios as, as we do. We don't need to make them as big a deal as they are. What we need is to build a system for ourselves to easily and quickly publish work so that we can keep it up to date. Um, and so I think that means looking at what is the barrier for you and why aren't you writing? Is it because you don't have time to write a 10,000 word case study? Cool. Don't write a 10,000 word case study. Problem solved. <laughs> You know, if we've all got our own ways of, of showing our work and the ways that we think and we would best um, present something, I suppose. Like, I don't think, as I'm coming around to doing my work, I don't think I'm going to be writing out a full case study where I go into the persona of the user for each thing. And, right. Um, you know, the f share every single wireframe and walk through that whole process. I more want to show the final design and talk about some of the key pieces in it that I think are really interesting and that brought interesting design challenges for myself. Um, I think that's going to be the way that I personally go about it. I'm not saying that's the right way, but um, I do think you have to find the right way for you. And personally, I find writing about the whole process to be really daunting. Yeah, it is a lot. I have been seeing more and more of the, I guess, yeah, text led design portfolios mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. like kevin mentioned notion uh i've also seen design portfolios done in dropbox paper uh which yep. also works i think alex Muench has his in dropbox paper uh which i'll nice. link to so you can check it out for reference but yeah this also works really well because i think like you said it kind of takes away that pressure and that barrier of having like this super like highly produced portfolio and all these fancy visuals and whatever uh you know just focusing more on the content you know it doesn't have to be ten thousand words necessarily but i do think that the content is the most important part uh along with visuals obviously so if you can kind of eliminate any barriers that are distracting you from that uh then that that works also i think yeah we had um someone else in the community who was it uh say that they updating a portfolio is never just as simple as editing text or <laughs> editing a color like changing that it's always a complete redesign and I don't know I think that maybe we need to let go of our perfectionist selves a little bit sometimes and mm -hmm. um, just like stick with an old design if it means getting the new work up because that's the most important thing at the end of the day but I mean I'm saying that I'm not following that advice personally because I'm going to start from scratch with mine but I know that would be ideal yeah what do you think about, we had a few sort of tweets and comments around the NDA issue. Uh, so, uh, you know, Antelie, for example, said, usually NDA is my main problem. Uh, what do you have in terms of advice for this? And have you come across this before where, you know, you have a project that is under some sort of client 
privacy privilege uh, and you can't necessarily put it on your portfolio but maybe you know you're really proud of that work and it shows your skills well uh, and you you want some way to kind of highlight the the output of that work any thoughts on that I think that's tough and honestly I've not been in that situation before myself where there's work I really want to show but I'm not allowed to Uh, Mm -hmm. But I have been sort of on the other side of this, where recently uh, we've been hiring a new product designer at ConvertKit, and I've been on the hiring team, been reviewing a lot of portfolios. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. And every now and then there is someone who has um, their work under NDA. Some people, some designers have no work that they can show you, really, uh, in an application, which is tricky. And I don't think that's ideal at all. I don't think that's the right way to go about it. Um, There was one person who I went back to about this and really pushed for them to send through some examples because I was like, look, I cannot move you through to the next round without seeing your work. This is vital. Like, why should I put you forward when I've got 400 other people who have shown me that they have really good skills? You know, uh, unfortunately, that's just the reality of, of working in such a visual medium as we do. But I've seen the main ways people tackle this to be sending password protected links, um, block, blanking out information on pages, um, sending through password protected PDFs sometimes. Um, that's been the main ways people have tackled it. And I've seen in some designers' portfolios where they haven't been able to upload the work that they've done. For example, um, we had one designer who had done some work for Apple and he couldn't put the work in their portfolio because of, I don't think NDA, but more like um, copyright reasons that Apple wouldn't let them or something. And so what he did was have the Apple logo and be like, oh yeah, I work for Apple doing this sort of project and like detailed some things. And I think that was great. Of course, it didn't give us an indication of his design skills. So he had other work showing that. But it was still cool that he could put Apple in his portfolio. um, Because that's obviously a very high quality design brand name. Absolutely. going to stand out to us. So he's got it in there without having to show the work. And I thought that was really smart. Mm. Yeah, this is kind of a boat that I'm in. Like some of my projects that I've worked on have been released. Others have not been released, but I still Mm -hmm. would like to include them in my portfolio because I think it's a really good like case study on the design process, but because it hasn't been publicly released, you know, I can't just like slap it up there on my portfolio for everybody to see publicly. So I've been trying to think of ways to like still communicate that somehow, but without it being so public. And one thing I have considered is the password protection. Um, I think another thing that I've done, which doesn't really help in the application, um, but does help when you're interviewing is like only showing it like in person on your screen kind of thing. So like, instead of like having it written up and all hosted somewhere nicely on your website, um, you know, including it in your, like at Uber, for example, part of the interview process is a portfolio presentation. So the candidate will actually walk through their portfolio in front of the group Uh, And so that could be an opportunity, for example, to show like any, you know, special like NDA client stuff, uh, because that way you're not really giving access to them to it uh, and you're not really hosting it anywhere. You're more just like showing the visual. And uh, it it is a gray area, like obviously takes some discretion. um, But I I think in most cases it seems to be okay. Yeah, that's smart. I think that you need to make sure, because there's a few designers who have said that all their work is under NDA, right? That Who have replied to us. And um, in, in your situation, you had enough, like you have, have enough in your portfolio that you'd get the interview in order to show right, yeah. the NDA work. Because you can't expect, I don't think, to get the interview to show that without, without showing something. 
unless maybe it's for a company who is also like you know very nda conscious and they'd really get that and are used to that i don't know or maybe you have skills very specifically in that specific niche so they'd want to hire you even though um you couldn't demonstrate anything right off the bat Mm -hmm. but for us it was like you know there's so many applications to go through and so many talented people applying that i can't like spare the time to get on a call um when I don't know, like have some sort of qualifying criteria in the first place. Yep. No, that's, that's totally fair. So are you going, are you planning on very like soon updating your portfolio? Is this something oh that my you're going to do? Soon. <sighs> uh, okay. I want you to keep me accountable because otherwise it's not going to okay. happen. So okay. let's say that by June, I know okay. it sounds ages away. But I want to be realistic with myself and give myself the time. Let's say that by June, I will have one case study on my website. Like I'll start with one project, one portfolio piece. Yep. How's that sound? Well, that makes sense because your projects are ones that take like years. So, that is also true. <laughs> yeah, I think that that makes it. That's that's a reasonable goal. I want to. I want you to hold me accountable too, and I want to say that I want to have a portfolio online by June. I don't know how many pieces will be in it, but there needs to be a portfolio section of my site with some work in it. Let's say that. <laughs> Fair enough. And I won't commit Fair to enough. a certain number of pieces. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, man. What about the situation, which, okay, we're not in now because we don't have portfolios, but uh, what about the situation where we had a few people ask about, like, how do you keep projects up to date? So maybe you've, like, written the case study, you've got the portfolio piece up there. Maybe it's two years later, like the design has changed in, in real life. You know, maybe you left that company or another designer took it on and it no longer kind of looks the same as what it was two years ago, something like that. What do you think you should do in that situation? Do you think it's worth, you know, mentioning, updating, you know, maybe taking it off completely? Uh, yeah, what do you think? I don't think that a website needs to still be in its form you originally designed for you to talk about it in your portfolio but I do think that you have to be showing the screenshots from your design so if you didn't take screenshots at the time and you don't have the design files or something I'm sorry but you cannot put it in your portfolio I'm in I'm saying this harshly and I'm in this situation myself there is work that I did in my last job that I feel like would be cool to include in my portfolio I didn't save screenshots accurately and now the website's been updated so basically Mm, you've lost that work is like lost to time and that is a lesson they have to learn going forward unfortunately Um, so that's I guess we all need to be making sure we're saving our work as we go and building a system for ourselves to do that yeah it's yeah it can be tricky but yes I, I do agree I also this is like kind of half related but curious to hear from you do you advise the imagery to be of your design or of the live implementation at the time because I sometimes have it where the live implementation is slightly different to the design uh, for whatever reason you know maybe poor implementation maybe like something got changed last minute and we just updated it like live on the fly instead of you know me going back and doing all of the design Um, yeah what do you think there I think in that situation I would lean to just showing my design and not even linking to the final implementation (laughs) I don't think that you have to do that like if I had saved saved the work from my previous job, right? That project that I said was lost. Yep. If I had saved screenshots, 
I would put them up and I would not link to the live page because the live page doesn't look like my design anymore. And I want to sort of cherry pick what work they see from me, right? So even on the ConvertKit website, I would probably do this, even though like everyone knows where I work and it's, it's, you know, I'm pretty public with that, that most things you see on the ConvertKit website were designed by me. So it's either my fault or, you know, my success, depending (laughs) on which attitude you take. I would just put the screenshot of that project and not just a link to the whole site because maybe I'm not proud of every single thing on that site and I want you to focus your attention on this work that I am proud of. Yeah. And so I want you to look at that. I want you to stay in my portfolio and look at it. Um, I think if you're a developer, it's different because people definitely want to see the working implementation. You know, implementation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as designers, we can definitely get away with, with showing screenshots for sure. What do you think? Yeah, I think I agree because when I'm like speaking about my work, I can only speak to my work, right? I can only speak to my part of the process and what I actually did. And so I can't really speak as well to the implementation as I can to the final designs. Cause that's really like my hands are all over the final designs, my hands, well, my pinky is in the implementation, let's say. So I would prefer to just show the final designs. I think this is also like truthful to your output, more truthful, right? It's like a better representation of your output and your impact. Uh, and to be honest, now that I'm like, as somebody who reviews a lot of portfolios, I rarely see a link to like the live thing. And if there is a link, I rarely interact with it. I'm more just interested, like far more interested in your design process than I am in like the actual final implementation. I think as a web designer, if I'm like hiring another a web designer and they do put a link, I do click through to it and then like, you know, do the browser shrinking thing just to see how they've handled oh my gosh. responsive stuff. <laughs> You're so yeah. sneaky. So maybe if you don't want people to do that, don't include the link. <laughs> good tip. So Kevin talking about um, keeping notes as he goes in Notion, I think is really good advice and something that is healthy to do throughout a project anyway. I think that I'm going to be able to like, um, look back and create case studies if I like from some of the work I've done at ConvertKit because I've documented my process in Basecamp to my team along the way. Right. So if I wanted to, I could look back at that and be like, oh yeah, that's right. I tackled this challenge. I forgot about that. Um, and then I can write about my thoughts at the time because it's, it's right there for me. So I can sort of reuse that content. But if you're in a situation where you're not regularly documenting then I think it's a good time to start, even if it's a project that you don't think you're going to put in your portfolio. I think building the habit would be good to get into. At least save images of your work. Yes. Because that is going to be super key to have if you ever decide to include that project in your portfolio. Uh, I always like try to save as I go, like I just try to not as I go throughout the project, but like, even though I'm still in this job and like I can access stuff whenever I want, you never know what's going to happen. So at the end of a project, I always like try to just, you know, save all of the final work so that I have that uh, with me just in case. Hindsight is 2020 in this situation for sure. So that's what I'm going to try and try and do going forward. And my goal is to build my new portfolio with this like struggle in mind almost that I know it's hard for me to keep it updated I know I'm not going to want to do it. Uh, so what can I do to make it easier for myself? Yeah. Um, someone commented in the thread that uh, it was Mark. He said that it's funny that even though I'm a UX designer, 
when I work on my own stuff, I seem to like skip that part of the process and just go straight <laughs> to building it. And I'm like, oh my God, I can totally relate. It's so rare for me to go through a full design process when I'm doing something for myself. And I don't know why, because like that process is a process for a right. reason. Like that's how we get the best results. So we should probably do it for our own work if we want to have a good portfolio, you know? Uh, yeah. I'm also just thinking now like an idea that like to kind of tie me over in the meantime and, and until I get like a proper portfolio up is maybe just even have like a archive of projects. So it would just be like maybe like one image of the project and then like what the project was, the title, the year that I did it in, the, the client mm -hmm. or the company, and then like that would be it. So like evidence that like this is something I worked on. I don't have any case study about it or anything or any detail, but like it's there, it exists, almost kind of like a, a history log of like projects I've worked on. Um, that might be something that I might consider doing in the meantime so that at least it's there, even if it's just a reminder to myself of like, oh yeah, here's a list of projects I put publicly on my site that I really need to write case studies for. <laughs> Do you use Dribble much? No, I don't. Because I feel like that's kind of what I use Dribble for where every now and then when it's a project I'm feeling really enthused about and when I've done something that I'm like, oh, I really like this and, my, you know, and I remember to share it on Dribbble, I can look back at my Dribbble and get a, like a good timeline of projects I worked on really. Uh, they're not full case studies. Sometimes they're not even full images. It's like just a little snippet of it. But it is still a view of stuff I worked on. So it could be really good for you to use Dribbble for that because, I mean, it's great to be part of the Dribbble community as well. Yeah, that's, that's so true. I actually have this list already internally. Every time we do performance reviews, I like write up a list of all the projects and the impact that I've had since the previous performance review. So I kind of actually already have this. I've just never like publicly posted it anywhere, whether that's like just a list on my website or maybe a dribble. I don't know. There we go. Yeah, something to think about anyway until we get to June. <laughs> that makes me think too that another like reason to keep your portfolio updated and to, you know, put time into this, even if you're not job hunting at the moment, is for the contribution to the industry. Like, I would love to see what you're working on, not even necessarily the designs themselves, but just what kinds of projects you're working on, you know? Like, I don't even really feel like I know that. And we talk a lot. Yeah, we talk <laughs> so a lot. I think that the, the whole like, you know, design community as a whole could really benefit from seeing what you're working on. And that goes for you and I'm talking to you, Femme, as well as anyone listening. I think that the more we share what we're working on, it, it just shows others what's possible, you know, and it shows what's out there and what other designers are doing. And I think that's really interesting. So that's another, another angle to think about with portfolios. Totally. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you in June how, how it's, well, actually, I'm going to ask you before June how it's going and then come June. Let's not ambush. Yeah. <laughs> come June. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see your portfolio. And likewise to you. Let's, let's check in every now and then okay. about this. That sounds good. Deal. All right, fam. Where can people go to listen to more episodes of this podcast? You can head to designlife.fm. That's our website. All the episodes are there, or you can find us in your favorite podcasting app. If you like the show and want to take it a step further and want to connect with the community and have cool conversations about topics on design, then please do consider joining our Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash design life and join. 
yes please we would love to see you in there we got a lot of value out of the conversation that um people had about their woefully out of date portfolios so yeah join and we will see you in there fam i will see you next time bye bye